Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey, and we are the Mark, Mark Out, Out Movie Podcasters. Podcasters. And tell us what we're doing today, Brandon. Uh, today we're going to do a little bit of movie news, uh, and we're going to debut a new uh, episode, kind of, uh, you know. A new segment? <laughs> a new segment uh, called Cinema Culture, and we're going to be talking about uh, what filmmakers inspired us, you know, to like film, and what actual films made us love film and since we both write occasionally we'll talk about what writers inspired us to write okay uh can you explain a little bit more about what uh film culture uh would uh be about like not only this episode but in future episodes uh, well uh, just be about anything that uh has to do with film uh you know we could talk about behind the scenes of certain films uh um you know uh Anything to do with film that we want to talk about. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like it. Uh, including film theories, I guess. Film we can theories. Do that that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, well. Before we do that, we're gonna dive into a little bit of movie news. All right, Aaron. So we'll start off with not the biggest movie news, but it's movie news in, indeed. Uh, a reboot uh, of Charlie's Angels trailer dropped. Did mm. you happen to see it? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Nah. Nah. You know what? But then again, I didn't really like the... Uh, I ain't gonna call it the original, but the original movies. I didn't really like those. I didn't really... I wasn't... Charlie's Angels, the show, was before my time. Like, in the 70s or whatever. But um, the my movie... Chips. Yeah, the movie uh, with um, Cameron uh, Diaz and them. Drew yeah, Barrymore, yeah, Lucy, Lucy Lou, Lou. And Bill Murray yeah. played Bosley in the first one. I, I didn't... I didn't hate the first one. I didn't like the second one at all. Uh, I'm with you on the second one. I I, I really enjoyed the first one, uh, but you know I did see a little bit of Charlie's Angels uh, on reruns on TNT. I think it came on after Chips, which I really loved. Uh, you know, I, it, it it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, for our time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I enjoyed the first movie. This trailer, I just felt it was meh. It's like, yep. okay. I have a problem with Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it's I, just you can't get past Kristen Stewart. And it's, I mean, or it's not, it like it's not the same thing like with Edward or, the, no, or Robert Pattinson because you can get past him for Batman, but you can't get past something about Kristen Stewart. And it, it's been there before Twilight. It's so uh, like Anna Uh Yeah, I didn't like her in that. I didn't like. I liked the movie The Messengers. Didn't like her. I didn't like her in Messengers either. I forgot about it. I forgot she was even in it. Yes, I something about her I just don't like. I don't know what it is. I know a lot of people say she's bland. She she no no emotions whatsoever in whatever movie she does. But uh, I don't know. I just and she looks like she's gonna be one. Or she is one of the leads. And to me, it kind of looks like like she's the main angel. Yeah. But Naomi Scott's in it, who played Jasmine. And Aladdin, so I, I keep seeing uh, a lot of people are excited about that. I keep that. seeing the name uh, in there. I see Dakota Fanny's name somewhere. Is she in? I didn't. I don't. I didn't. Never seen it in the trailer. I wonder if she's in there somewhere. Uh, one problem I have with this movie is uh, there's three Bosleys. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with that. Patrick Stewart's a Bosley. I thought Patrick Stewart was Charlie. Now he's a Bosley. No, what? And. Uh, Oh, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks is a I Bosley. She's a Bosley. She is the Bosley. She's like the main Bosley. There's another Bosley. Uh, 
I forget who it is. It's just dumb. I think it's, uh, I can't think, I can never pronounce his Kevin name. Kevin Hart. No, like, yeah. no, no, he's an older guy. Uh, from, uh, he was in Shazam. He was also in the Gardens of the Galaxy. But, uh, Who's have you seen Blood Garden? Diamond? Yeah. The guy with Leo, the black guy. Yeah, I can never no, think of it. I can't, I can't, think, I can't the, pronounce his name either. You said the Shazam before Shazam. That guy. That guy. He's the other Bosley. So that's your three Bosleys. He's, he's also in um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he was the... Uh, he's been he's been on a roll this, this yeah, year. Yeah, he's, he's playing the same character he did in Guardians, right? Yeah. But it's before. Yeah, he's a, he's on a roll this year. Yeah. Quietly, he is DC on a roll. and Marvel and his new re- reboot of this. Unnecessary, uh, but for series. the demographic it's going for, which isn't me, mm-hmm. apparently isn't you either. Clearly, uh, I hope it does well because I, I truly do like for anyone that goes to see a movie for them to like it, and for the demographic demographic this is going for, I hope it does well and I hope it entertains audiences. Uh, Beth will probably make me go, but <laughs> I'm not excited for it. Uh, but moving on, I okay. don't know if you saw this trailer, but the new uh, trailer for Midway dropped, which some people are kind of calling Pearl Harbor 2. Hmm. Did you catch it? No, I, I'm not even familiar with Midway. Oh, uh, well. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, no. Oh, I can't think of that. What's the director's name from Independence Day? Do you know? Independence Day? Uh, Day After Tomorrow. Jerry Bruckheimer? No, no, it's the producer. <laughs> I don't know. Roland Emmerich. Oh, there you yeah, go. He's directing it, so you're gonna have, you know, the big action scene. He's like to me like Michael Bay with that. You know, you probably won't get a good story, but you get, you know, good action sequences. So I'll probably go see it. It looks like a big blockbuster turn your brain off type of movie. Okay. Another news, Paul Rudd joins Ghostbusters twenty twenty. Your thoughts. I'm okay with it. I like Paul Rudd, so. I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's got this slouch thing down pat. I don't know how whose character would be. Maybe Egon's son. Uh, that's the only reason I can see him being like like Egon's son. But maybe Egon's dumb son. <laughs> like, like, and that would be kind of cool. Egon was this brilliant guy. And they said, well, closest thing we have is Egon did... Uh, you know, have a child with maybe no, never mind, because she ended up with Lewis. Um, Egon did have Egon did preserve well, his D, his DNA or preserve part of him, and then you go they go search for Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd is his dummy. But you know, perhaps, but the original cast is coming back. So uh, clearly, for, Egon can't. But you well, know, of course, but the, and, the nobody, others, and fans will have a, a bloody mind. Rick Moranis is not yet signed on. Yeah, but if he signs on, I expect that to be a secret. Yeah, I don't. No, I think they to... they want to save him for like that that uh, cameo, and it, and it would probably be just a cameo. With yeah, Rick Moranis. I'd see I don't he, see if him, he does agree to do it, he won't be in more than like one or two scenes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I hope he does. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I can see him being. I'm sorry, I can see him being in the scene where uh, Annie Potts, uh, uh, she's like. About to go to, she's like, uh, she gets a call. She says, you know, the uh, Skolnick, I forget his last name, uh, residence, what do you want? You know, and then like, she's like, what? All right, I'll be in because they're calling her back in to come to work. Yeah. And then she's like, honey, I gotta go to work. And then like, 
he he walks out of the kitchen stumbling like, oh yes dear you know something like that and it would just it'd be all you see and you're like man that's great just that little moment of Rick Moranis uh, I'm excited Paul Rudd's joining the cast I'm excited for this film unlike I was for I think the 2016 version yeah you know that moment that that, that uh that movie had moments that I I did chuckle but most of the times it was just like mm-hmm. I don't know I just wasn't really that I liked most of the third act yeah. But I hated the first two acts. So, uh, but it, I don't, it didn't have anything to do with the women. Uh, it had a lot to do with the direction they took. <laughs> hmm. But uh, I never thought that movie looked good, though. I, I honestly didn't. Uh, but and moving on. Uh, okay. Heather Langenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Thank you for saying the name. <laughs> Still wants to play Nancy. And there's rumblings there might be another reboot sequel to the original film but um, I, I, I don't see how that's possible because Nancy died well in, she died in three she died in three but they're talking about possibly doing a sequel to the original so, so they so, 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 but so they, they would kill act like three didn't happen two through well, I agree with two shouldn't have happened yeah, three but, but three but, they, but for this to happen three two happen. through yeah all the others didn't uh, Freddy's, Freddy's, uh, not Freddy's dead, but uh, New Nightmare didn't happen. None of that happened. Although I love New Nightmare, but uh, we're, we're, I, I guess s- we differ there. But I know New Nightmare's my favorite. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? I liked it. Yeah, yeah it was my second favorite. First uh, was my first. First Actually, one's my second. It probably goes uh, Dream Warriors. Uh, I'm not gonna do them all. Dream Warriors one. Uh, Dream Warriors, New Nightmare, and then one. Those are my, out of all of them, those are my favorites. See, I actually like the fourth one better than the third. The fourth is Dream Warriors. Is it? What's yeah. the third one? No, oh, maybe that's Dream, that's Dream Warriors. <laughs> What's the fourth one? Dream Child? I think that's the fifth one. They, they had the Dream Trilogy. Yeah, the the one in the middle, I, I like the best of that trilogy. Dream, I don't know. Nobody knows. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Heather Lakencamp. I would love for her to come back. You'd be okay if they just... Ignores. Yeah, I'm the cool. Sequels. Now, since they did that with Halloween, I can see that now. Yes, that's that's but, okay. Uh, maybe it's just my personal opinion here, but the sequels to Halloween weren't the greatest. The yeah. sequels to but, Friday Thir- uh, Nightmare on M Street wasn't all the greatest either. Well, two's I mean, horrible. Two, I, I can't watch. Three is I think if three, best, if best Dream Warriors, and that's great. With uh, Patricia Arquette, I think. Um, yeah, she didn't come back for the fourth one. Fourth, she didn't come back for, so it's not as good. The fifth one is terrible. Is yeah, the that, sixth one? Uh, that's Freddy's, Freddy's dead. dead. Yeah. Dumb. We got Roseanne freaking Barr in it. I understand, uh, but New New Nightmare is good. But I thought three, four, and New Nightmare was fantastic. Uh, just personal opinion. <laughs> Two, I hate. Uh, I hate five. I think five may be my the worst for me. Uh, I, I used to think it was pretty good. What can I think about this? This is Dream Warrior, Dream Child. It's another dream. Dream Ninjas? I don't know. What it's it. not Dream Ninjas. Dream, Dream, Dream That Mother? could be a, a reboot sequel to Three Ninjas. Dream, dream Ninjas. Dream Team. You know? <laughs> but uh, uh, um, I mean, on. for me, oh. uh, get back on the topic of, yeah, of Heather. Uh, I, I'd be for it only if Robert's coming back. Oh, of course. I mean, if you're going to, but do Robert it, probably doesn't want to play Crooked. He anymore. said he would do it one more time. If I, it's successful, he'll do it another time. Uh, hey, but 
with let me ask you this: um, with uh, with the advancements that they have in technology, like for instance, uh, I don't know um, Marvel's Infinity War, Endgame, things like that. Well, Endgame especially, how spoilers, so how they um, aged uh, Cap at the end, you know, or how um, or how they. The age, like uh, Samuel Jackson, you know Nick Fury, or at one point, and then how they de-aged uh, Tony Stark's dad. Uh, yeah. So, do you think with that type of technology, they can successfully make uh, Freddy's makeup all CG and not practical and still look, but look good? Or you think that for it to be Freddy, well, it has to be practical? I think this. Uh, you're talking as Marvel. That's what Marvel's done, but WB owns. I know, but I'm saying the technology is there. I mean, it is there, but we saw what they did with Superman, with the mustache. Oh yeah. So I, I don't trust them when it comes to CGI <laughs> with a character like that. But Marvel but had it. Didn't you? Marvel, if Marvel, someone like Marvel was doing it, yeah, I'd be for it. But I don't trust WB. Yeah. Well, Even though they do some good things, I just what they do with Superman just like, I mean, it didn't like make me hate the film or anything, but. Mm-hmm. You, you notice it, you notice it, but right. But I'd be up for this. I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, they're bringing all these characters back. I mean, the '80s slashers. You know, I'm up for that. I mean, mm-hmm. we need them. <laughs> all right. Before you move on, uh, would you want Freddy to be jokey Freddy, or you want to be serious Freddy? I think New Nightmare gave me serious Freddy, and I like serious Freddy. Although I, the first one gave me serious Freddy, but. I like. I prefer serious. Like, Jokey's good as room for joking, but not always joking. Not cartoonishly joking. I love what they did with New Nightmare, but that is kind of my favorite Freddy. But there's something about the first one, you know, that it's kind of a mixture of both. I like a good mix. So for this, I, I you got to think what the overall audience would want. Yeah. And I think they would want little jokes here and there. Yeah. But serious too. Yeah. But if you ask me personally. New Nightmare Freddy's my favorite, so yeah. I'm gonna go serious. Yeah. Uh, we uh, Hellraiser series was announced. I know you briefly said something on Facebook that you would watch it, but would you be excited for it? No. 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at I, it. And he's just like, oh, yeah. No. I, I've only seen for sure one and two. I've only seen and the I've first. seen maybe snippets of other ones, but I've. And even the ones I've seen, I don't think I've really paid attention and seen them all the way through, like really focused on it, because nothing made me like, oh man, let me just keep watching. Now, I Am Mother, it's not horror, but it's on it's on uh, Netflix. I was like really drawn into their movie the whole time, you know, so, uh, but Hellraiser, I'm not that drawn. Uh, it's, he's not, which spoilers, he was some someone that's on my list. Early, like in what we're doing uh, in the next episode, but I took him off because I'm not really into him like that. I left him on just out of respect. I thought about it. I did, but I, I but then I anyway. but then I had to remove him. Come like, oh, I like this person more than I like that. I think I just seen Google go through here. Google. Yeah, Google. The you know the Google car with the little camera. Actually, I'm wrong. I took him off my list too. <laughs> well, hey, while we're sitting out here doing this, I believe Google just came through my neighborhood. Uh, he missed it, but I it went. It, yeah, yeah it's like Google. Google just went through there. Uh, so we're gonna be on the update, baby. I don't know. Look at my house. If it's on a streaming service, 
which I think is what it should be on because they can do whatever they want. <laughs> and you gotta make this rated R for a TV series yes, for Hellraiser. With the hooks and things yeah, like that. I mean, but I'd watch point, is, it. Is Doug Bradley gonna play him? I, I would. He's like really old. I would say no. But He's really old. But you never know. I mean, I mean, but really get. But but then again, that's another thing. Pinhead didn't really do anything. But I know look, he didn't do anything in the first movie. He definitely like he just the hooks come out of nowhere and just but he's standing still the whole time. He's literally standing still and like yeah, talking. Like, why is this guy so important? See, to the that's what I'm saying. I can see why you. I just I couldn't. I had to take him off because I, we're gonna get there. I ain't gonna need. <laughs> we're, hey, pay attention to this next episode coming up. Right. Well, pay attention to this All one right. too. Next up, Christopher right. Lloyd says he's up for another Back to the Future. Uh, yeah. I'm always up for another Back to the Future. Me too. Problem is Michael J. Fox. I would like it... I would like it to be, uh... Maybe Marty's son. Yeah, I Um, see that. Like, you know... Um... Because clearly... Michael With with Michael, with his... With his, uh... Parkinson's, man, he, uh... And it's really bad, they say now, so... Yeah, I, I... I would love to see... If anything, I'd love to see a cameo from him. Uh, but 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 I think that it's okay if uh, if they carry the pass the torch to Tom Holland or something. I think Tom Holland would be excellent as a young Marty McFly or Marty Junior. or uh, or at this point yeah. would it be like a grandson of Marty? I don't think that it would be like like if they want to well, still do the teenage thing, wouldn't it be a grandson of Marty? Uh, it could be. Uh, I, I'm I, trying to remember part two when they went to the future, which would be today. Yeah. Uh, Marty. Marty's it, son was like. Well, actually, it was two years ago. A year, two years ago. But uh, yeah, he was like 16, 17, wasn't he? Yeah. So they could, yeah. they could do it. And I think Tom Holland would be perfect, in my opinion. I think it's a good if choice. If I cast him, I would cast Tom Holland. I mean, That's my first choice. Tom's getting all kinds of work here, yeah. so uh, he's proven he can play. You know. Goofy, lovable mm-hmm. character. So uh, I'd be up for that. Uh, I, I just don't know if the audience would be okay. With, they won't be. They wouldn't be re- receptive. They would not. But be you receptive. gotta understand his condition. Yeah, too. Mar- yeah. Uh, Michael think- J. Fox cannot, cannot. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last movie I actually seen him in. Like he did, like uh, for the Back to Future, uh, you know, anniversary thing. He did some stuff. Uh, but he, I don't think he's seriously going to get out there and do anything, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I was, it's going to be a sad day when he, when he passes. Yeah. You know. It will be. Uh, but, you know, his legacy will always be Back to the Future. I mean, and Teen Wolf. And Teen Wolf. Uh, but. And Doc Hollywood, for those that haven't watched that, Doc Hollywood's an excellent movie. Uh, and uh, Mars Attack, but uh, I was disappointed. Uh, the Hard Way with James Woods, you like that? Where he was an actor trying to... He was, I didn't realize that. I've never seen that. You've never seen Hardware? I've never seen that. That's one of my favorites. Uh, but moving on. Uh, Jumanji, the next level. Absolutely. I like that. I like the <laughs> I didn't even get to finish. The I like the trailer, man. <laughs> At first, I was like, okay. Uh, I said, oh, why am I seeing Jumanji popping up on YouTube? And I'm like, okay, let me look at it. And then, like, when they went into the game. Because I'm like, oh, Danny. Uh, I'm like, uh, what is it... Uh, Danny, not Danny, Danny, um, Danny Glover, Danny Glover, and then is it Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, look at him, man. It's just cool just to see them play off each other because, yeah, 
they're two now lovable old people now. Yeah. But um, it's funny. We live in a world where Danny DeVito and Danny Glover are old people. But but um, but um, yeah, they're two lovable old people. And now, and they get sucked into the game. And now the avatar for Danny, <laughs> Danny, uh, uh, for uh, that Kevin James, Kevin James was, Kevin Hart was, is uh, Danny Glover. And then the um, avatar for The Rock is <laughs> Danny DeVito. That's brilliant. That's so brilliant. I loved it. I was like, okay. And he's a big fan of this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I liked the last one, so. I loved the last one. Uh, it was a good film. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what what else surprises they have mm-hmm. in stored. So it's a it's a big guess for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got a few more. Lost Boys, three cast, all but two characters in this reboot TV I series. Uh, and Corey Feldman says he wants to return... Along with the other actor who played his brother as the Frogs, mm-hmm. Frog Brothers, but I don't see how that's even possible with the story they're telling. Uh, but what's your thoughts of this show now going into reshoots, re- recasting well, everybody well, but two characters? I've heard that David's not returning. I heard the character of David is not going to be in there. Is that they're true? making it a girl. That's what I read. Uh, which I, I made know, a little post you know, about it. I, it. This is a, it's a, okay. What made David David, and I didn't read your post. I'm sorry. <laughs> which made which made David David is uh, um, Donald Sutherland. Keither. Keither. Yeah, Keifer. Keifer, not not Donald. I'm sorry. Both of them are excellent actors. But uh, uh, Keifer Sutherland absolutely made that character. That character. He yeah. was just so. Keifer is a so underrated actor. Uh, he he, he's really good at playing bad guys. Have you ever seen Stand by Me? Uh, man, he was like he actually scared me as a bully. Like I really thought, man, he's gonna kill one of these kids, you know. Um, and uh, just in in Lost Boys, he you know Michael. It's about Michael, but no one cared about Michael. Nah. Man, every time uh, David was on the scene, he stole the show yeah. every single time. So I just I, I know that he wouldn't come back as because that'd be weird. Nice. But it would be cool to see a male David, I think. But but maybe it's okay to see a female David. I'm not sure. Well, Depends that, on how, who it is and how she does. Well, she's not we call David, but they changed the name. Davida. I, I forget what the name is going to be. No, I think it starts with an S. Oh. Uh, I'm not. What? It's not even I Lost was on Boys board for this show at first. It's got Lost Boys. It's got a Lost Girl in it. And the Frogs are sisters. Uh, I mean, I, come on, WB. Y'all got to do better. Uh, this show is supposed to be what replaces Supernatural. And it's it doesn't just, sound like it is. It's no, they're. Who knows though? They're going to be doing reshoots, changing characters up. I, I hope it changes to what it used to be, what it was in the movie. Uh, is it going to take place in the '80s, or are they going to? Like I was today's. thinking it was going to. Because uh, that's another thing that made Lost Boys great is that it was totally 80s. From saxophone muscle man to the the beach and stuff like that, which, you know, uh, just everything about it, man, was just a, an epic vampire movie. That's why it's on both our lists as one of the top vampire movies. Yeah. Um, or, you know, or vampire characters with David, you know, yeah. clearly. But well, I, I will say this: I don't want to see Corey Feldman in this. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I love him as Frog and everything, but he's not a very good actor these days. He's not. I don't think he ever. I mean, he was good for his time and what he did. He's good as math. He's. Hey, let's be honest with one another, Brandon. While we're sitting here, the dude played Mal in every single thing he was in. Pretty much. <laughs> he was annoying in Friday Thirteenth as Tommy. Well, I actually just, like him as Tommy. He's an annoying little kid. I like that. He was like an annoying that. little kid, and him shaving his head is stupid. Well, he was read the newspaper. Jason was bald. I know, but still, he's dumb. But anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, and he returned to just for the opening, but then they cast somebody that didn't look nothing like him. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's just, my. That's, but there's a story behind that. We can get to it when we we get to another segment called Slashers Only, but one day. One day. One day. One day. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think this is going to be a major flop for WB when this thing does happen, if it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, though, real quick. Uh, I know this is really mainly for you. I love the filmmaker, though. Mike Flanagan's redeeming with Netflix for another horror series called Midnight Mass. He did Haunting on Hill House. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, his mood just changed right there. He's oh, like, I don't care. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But then, like, oh, I love Mike Flanagan. He did uh, Gerald's Game. He did Oculus. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's he's doing Doctor Sleep. Yeah, he's doing good stuff, man. But uh, um, that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. I'll uh, be interested to see it. Uh, get your thoughts on this one real quick. Gremlin Secrets of Magui. Magui. Get it right. Never could pronounce it. Mogwai. But anyway, it's ordered at uh, Warner Brothers Media streaming service they're going to do. It's animated, right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be animated. Are you excited for it? Yeah. Uh, man, I'm all things Gremlin. Uh, even even New Batch, which I hate, but I don't hate. The only I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. I hate that movie. I, I love but... that it's a Gremlin movie because I love my Gremlins. But... I hate that it's that Gremlin movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. My only problem with this is it's on another streaming service. Uh, It's like a streaming service everywhere. But last one, uh, the Elvis Presley biopic is eyeing Miles Teller, Angle Elgort. I don't know who none of these people are. Miles Teller? You don't know him? What was he? Uh, He did a movie with Jonah Hill. It was based on a true story. I forget the name. I don't know. Moneyball? Uh, He may... I haven't... I have seen it. It's okay. Uh, Jonah Hill's in Moneyball. Yeah. You don't know Miles Teller. Uh, I don't know. Did he was in the reboot of Fantastic Four? Who is he? I, I, oh, is that the girl? The dude with the dirt face. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he looks like. I don't like that guy. You don't like him? No. Don't you think he has the look for Elvis no. though? You don't. Well, no. I, I see it. No. Only one person has the look for Elvis, and it's the dude that played uh, King Henry in. Uh, and Tudors. That guy. He had, matter of fact, he played Elvis in oh, the miniseries. Did. Yeah, he did. And he did an excellent job. He did. Angle Elgort from Baby Driver. I think that's what he was from. I don't think he looked like Elvis. See, they, all these people don't really look like Elvis. Zach Efron would probably be the best one to, to get. Yeah, then I, and I don't know these two. Austin Butler and Harry Styles. I don't know these Harry two. Styles is from One Direction. But He's, movie a British, will... he's a British guy. <laughs> But the movie will co-star Tom Hanks as Colonel Parker. Oh, okay. No, okay, whatever. But That's Tom Hanks. I know, but still. <laughs> uh, I'm not excited about that. I'm, I'm excited, excited for this because... I like Elvis. This is the first time Elvis has gotten a biopic that's going to be in theaters instead of just on TV as a miniseries. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, yeah. But that... get, get, make sure you cast good. Well, I mean... We black folks end up casting 
really kept people to play people. I mean, have you seen Ray? I have seen Ray. Did you? You forgot it's Jamie Foxx. You like, oh man, that's Ray. Hey, man, he's gonna play Mike Tyson. I can see that. See, once again, we cast really well. The dude kind of already look like Mike Tyson. It makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I think Miles Teller has to. Now I don't know why they cast uh, Jeremy Wright to play Muddy Waters. He don't look nothing like Muddy Waters, but he's a great actor. That's why they went ahead and gave him that. But still, man, I don't know. I just say white folks just need to do a little bit better job at casting. They other white folks to play people that was people in movies. But hey, good job on uh, Miley Rim, whatever the guy's name is that played uh, Freddie Mercury. He looked like him. The dude they got to do uh, uh, what's his name? Taron Egert. Taron Egert for Rocket Man. Yeah, that guy. He looked just like man. He hey, good job. He deserves an Oscar yeah. for that performance. Now y'all can do better with some other people. We eat, man. Tina Turner, man. To this day, nobody else can play Tina Turner but Angela Bassett. I tell you one thing. One white dude. I'm white. I'm gonna say this. They did a good. I think they did a good job, and they cast a Buddy Holly. For, it's, you know, Gary Busey was. A Buddy yeah, Holly. well, that was back in the day. He didn't yeah. even look like Rick. Gary. But okay. All right. So with that said, yeah, I thought he pulled. I it, think they it they cast. I don't even know who they cast, but whoever they cast to play Buddy Holly in uh, La Bamba. The Richie Valen, the Richie Valen story, uh, oh, yeah, you know, because they got Lou Diamond Phillips to play La Bamba, which that was okay, good casting. Yeah, the Love uh, Lopez, not Jennifer Love Jennifer Lopez to play Selena, that was good casting. I haven't seen it. Freaking, yeah, but I'm just she, saying. She looks, yeah, like she fits the part. Absolutely. But I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Man, it's a good movie. But anyway, uh, hey, uh, real quick before we end movie news. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. Brandon, Stranger Things Season 3 drops tonight at 2 p- two a.m. I'm not going to be up to watch it. But yeah, what's I your thoughts on Stranger Things Season 3? I'm excited for it. I just don't know when I'm going to get to see it. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. I plan on us doing a review of uh, maybe binge-worthy of Stranger Things um, sometime soon. Oh, you don't have to go back and look at that. You can go to do recaps, but yeah, I I enjoyed Stranger Things. Well, I recently watched it a few months ago, so it's still fresh okay. in works. my mind. Yeah, well, I'm ready for to the see most this. part anyway. Uh, I'm ex- I'm ex- I'm excited to see this. The guy that they have in Stranger Things, the little scumbag, uh, <laughs> scumbag. Uh, which one? Hot dude. You know, the things the lady. Scumbag hot dude. That the older women like. like. Oh, the young guy. Yeah, the young guy. I don't like him. But don't you think that if they was to ever make a biopic about Brad Pitt, they would cast him to play Brad? He looks like a young Brad Pitt. I may. Uh, you think he looks like Brad? Though? He looks like a cross between Brad and Zac Efron. If they had, if, if <laughs> men can make babies, that's what the baby will come out looking like. He's uh, a smug little thing. He's a smug little thing. But <laughs> I do not like him. That means guy. he's a good actor because you hate him. If he's a wrestler, he'll be a heel. He definitely would be a heel. But then I probably like him because he probably like Shawn Michaels. So. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, would you cast him to be Shawn Michaels in the Shawn Michaels biopic? If it ever happens, yes, I would. You, I can see him as Shawn Michaels. I can too. Sadly, he, he's got that rocker look right yeah. now. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah. Man, hey, uh, dude, I don't know your name. If you <laughs> if you happen to be a fan of this podcast, please talk to Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Sean Hickenbottom and see if uh, <laughs> they are interested in doing a uh, uh, Heartbreak Kid uh, movie about I mean, Shawn know, Michaels. That would be interesting to see a biopic about Shawn Michaels. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think you're going to get a lot wrestler biopics after the Hulk Hogan one comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Chris Hemsworth, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we've been going on 30 minutes with this movie news, but all right. Well, now we're about to cut movie news and get a little bit into this cinema culture with Brandon Spivey and Aaron Whitlow. And now we're here doing a little bit of cinema culture with Brandon Spivey along with Aaron Whitlow. This is Brandon's baby. We're going to let him take it over. We're gonna, I'm going to enjoy it. I hope it's good. I hope it lasts. Uh, but anyway, okay, we'll talk about some filmmakers that inspired us uh, as kids. To you know, to really get into the movies, to see it through their eyes, so to speak. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll start with one uh, obvious one for me, Steven Spielberg. Okay. Um, y'all right there? Yeah, I'm good. You like Spielberg? I don't mind him. You don't mind him, but yeah, for me, a lot of people gonna think it starts with. Well, it does start with Jaws, but for me, it, it really isn't Jaws. That, it's dual. No, it's not even dual. It's for me that. Third, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to guess it. It's Go going to be uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third, third Kind? No, it's not. Uh, E.T. E.T. is right. Okay. That's the movie that really captivated my imagination with Spielberg. And I, I just remember as a kid, you know, I, I was E.T. crazy. <laughs> I was, all right. E.T. fall home. I was on a different spectrum with that. With, <laughs> with like, I did like Spielberg, but not for E.T. The movie that really drew me into uh, Spielberg uh, was um, I, just, I had it and I just lost it um, uh, so uh, it wasn't E.T. Uh, it was a different spectrum I think it was Poltergeist I think he did Poltergeist well he uh, got a producer's credit but basically he did direct that movie yeah so uh, that I think movie, Toby Hooper got the credit but yeah. he didn't but it really felt good. like a Spielberg horror. It did, yeah. That, that uh, was and that's and that's a and that's a genre of its own, the Spielberg horror, because because it still feel it's almost like a Joe Dante type of thing. Mm-hmm. Which that's another one right there, Joe Dante. But uh, Spielberg and Joe Dante is similar in the sense of uh, of the campiness, mm-hmm. but and it feels like it's kind of aimed at a level where children will enjoy it. Yeah. But it's an, an it is adult enough where it's creepy and scary, you know? Yeah. And that's what, um, uh, cause I think that that's what it was for me. I didn't see jobs until later on in life. So I saw that when I was eight, but I think I saw ET before. See me, but I, I didn't know Spielberg directed till I was about 10 or 11. Yeah. I, I never paid attention to who directed when I was watching films back in the day. My favorite, uh, Spielberg film though, hands down would probably be color purple. The color purple. Um, not, I haven't seen it. It's it's a masterpiece, uh, and it it was robbed that year at the Academy Awards uh, for best picture. Uh, but yeah, um, color purple is a movie starring Whoopi Goldberg as uh, Seely, a uh, lady that's li- living in rural. I don't know if it's Tennessee or Mississippi, somewhere in the South, uh, and uh, she's married to a man that's an abusive husband. Um, 
and uh, and she doesn't. She struggles with her confidence because she don't see herself as beautiful. She's been told her whole life she's ugly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but towards the end of the movie, she starts to build more confidence of who she is, and and, uh, and it's a really really good movie. It's a movie that if it's on, I will watch it, and I have no problem watching it. And I was surprised as an adult to find out that Steven Spielberg directed it. It, it blew my mind because I always thought it came from a black director. <laughs> and I hate to say that, but seriously, it felt so black that I was thinking, man, who did this? Who, who, uh, who was this Gary, uh, Gary Parker or is this, uh, you know, who Gordon Parker? I mean, uh, uh is it John Singleton, who did this? You know, they come find out. No, it's Steven freaking Spielberg, you know, and man, Bravo, man! He did a great job, and it's underrated for him. Uh, it's one of his yeah. one of his classics. That's well, good. No, maybe you should watch it. I don't think we have it, but you should find it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Find something. Yeah, watch YouTube it. it or something. <laughs> but yeah, he captivated my imagination with ET. Uh, I loved what he he didn't direct it, but he produced it. I think he wrote the script for the Goonies. Uh, yeah, uh, Dick Donner directed it. But, uh, but Spielberg produced it, yeah. I mean, absolutely. that just felt like a Spielberg film. Yeah, it did. Spielberg oh. stuff, honestly, Brandon, feels like when he has his hand in something, you can feel that he's had his hand in it. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, with uh, like him and uh, George Lucas with the Indiana Jones stuff, he, you can feel his hand in yeah. it. You know, he, he had a, a producing credit or a directing credit on Indiana. Directing. Directing credit, and then Lucas, George Lucas produced. And Thaker, I think he wrote the scripts. Or, or wrote, wrote, okay. Um, and then, uh, like I said, like you said, Goonies, uh, you can feel him in it. Um, uh, Poltergeist, as, yeah. as I mentioned before. Um, you know, just so many other ones, man. Just, I think he's just that director that, you know, captivated my imagination as a little boy. And made me love film. Uh, he's one of the reasons. Uh, another one for me was you'll like this one. Uh, yours, this will be special for you, I do believe. John Carpenter. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, movie captivated your imagination with John Carpenter? Um, what he was able to do. Honestly, it was um, it was Halloween. Halloween was the movie that introduced me to John. Um, and uh, it, was, it was actually, and unfortunately, the more I think about it, it probably wasn't even the first Halloween, but it's the second one, which wasn't technically directed by John. No, he wrote uh, the script. But, it, but I remember just being horrified with this man in the hospital hunting people. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and it just stood out to me. Um, more, but but the first one later on going back, it's probably the movie I own the most copies of, is John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I own multiple copies of it. Uh, he signed like two of them for me, um, but uh, and I have his autograph in a book that also has um, George Romero's autograph in it and uh, someone else I forget. But yeah, uh, but man, John is uh, that was the first movie that introduced me to his style but then like later on I would say um the thing yeah the thing was really drove me to like his being a fan of John Carpenter 
Yeah, I think uh, atmosphere for me uh, was Halloween. Mm-hmm. But storytelling for me was probably the thing. Uh, I really enjoyed how he told that story. And, uh, you know, he he captivated on so many things in that movie. Uh, it, I mean, you know, you suspected everyone that had the thing in them. And I... I I don't think at a point at that time I had seen I don't think I've seen anything like it uh, I still haven't seen the the very original I know he remade that but you know um, see uh, um uh, also uh, a movie of his that I really enjoyed that not a lot of people like um, is uh, Memoirs of the Invisible Man yeah that's, uh, that's something ha- I people, recently seen people that's really hate good. that movie but I loved it. I loved it. I loved it before it was even popular to like to like it as like a cult movie. Yeah. Uh, that movie, like when I first seen it, I was like, man, I I like that because it's the first one that I seen where they showed that like little things that the Invisible Man would have to go through. Chevy Chase, you know, I didn't realize how much of a problem he is, but I loved him in that movie. You know, I love not knowing how much of a problem Chevy Chase is. Now that I know that. It kind of, you know, I'm like I can't stand him, but uh, but yeah, no, I liked him in um, I liked I liked that movie um because it's the first movie to tell, like the Invisible Man, like as far as like him eating stuff like that, yeah. like how you he could see it through his body, um, things like that, you know. Yeah, yeah I understand. To me, that that really showed his range as a director because I did not, you know, I knew it was directed by him, mm-hmm. obviously, but. It didn't feel like it was, in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it showed his range, you know, as far as filmmaking goes, what he could do. Uh, I, I, but I think, like you, the movie I was introduced was Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. I've probably seen Halloween as many times as I've seen Jaws. So <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorites. It 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 showed his. Uh, I liked what he did. He told a really simple story. Right. Uh, with this Michael Myers, uh, apparently doesn't give a motive. Don't know why he's doing it, and I think that's why it really worked. Yeah, because you don't know because it, it, it's it's realistic. Yeah, you know, uh, in looking back at Steven Spielberg stuff, I realized uh, he had a hand in a lot of movies that I absolutely enjoy. Uh, obviously, E.T. Uh, is one that you liked. Yeah. We know that Jaws was his baby. Uh, he, you know, funny like I know the story behind. Him getting Giles, you know, him, um, he used to go to the set with a briefcase, act like he belonged there, you know, to get yeah. to get in, and they finally, you know, got him. Um, you know, him getting, you know, he gave us Harrison Ford, man, you know, so, uh, and I know I'll just jump from John to Steven Spielberg, <laughs> but I was about to say, just wanted to point out, I forgot that, that Steven Spielberg has something to do with Hook. Uh, obviously Gremlins he didn't direct Gremlins he was like a producer I think mm-hmm. uh, you know Joe Dante see I told you they all kind of flow uh, you know then Chris Columbus is also kind of very similar but um, yeah. uh, Flags of Our Father Legends of Iwo Jima um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, was like a lot of movies that I absolutely enjoyed Back to the Future you know things like that he had a hand in and that's not even the stuff that he actually directed or whatever. Uh, Ready Player One, I loved. Yeah, it was his recent stuff. 
Um, I thought that was fantastic. And you can tell uh, specifically, like in AI, artificial intelligence, you can tell where Kubrick ended and where Spielberg began. Could you tell that? Like, yeah. like, because Kubrick has a darker tone, mm-hmm. and then Spielberg is, is people hate that movie. I need to go back and watch it again. I hated it at first because of that shift. But I can tell that that shift happened after Kubrick died and Spielberg took over the project. Because Spielberg has his own signature, just like Kubrick had his own signature. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, moving on, uh, I. I just felt like I had to mention him. I hadn't seen too many movies of his, but I always heard the name. And I remember going to Universal Studios. They had a thing for him. Uh, it was Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock is my man. Uh, at that time, I hadn't seen anything, but I've heard his name. I got a, uh, a lesson when I went to Universal Studios of what he did, you know, what he was able to accomplish. So I had to include him because he intrigued me. Uh, Have you seen any of his films? Oh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen most of uh, his uh, TV show he did, oh. Alfred Hitchcock Presents, oh, which I really enjoyed. Oh, I, I've I've seen Psycho. I think that I've seen another one. I haven't seen a lot. Man, I'm my favorite. I'm a uh, so so Alfred Hitchcock is a, a tour. Yeah, uh, he is a, a he's a director that his own vision. And, and the way he shot things, it was just so, like, it's just so, his style was so revolutionary. Um, all right, so Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, that was it's a slow, it. burn, slow burn, but I absolutely loved it. Uh, Psycho, you were aware of Psycho. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite ones is a movie called Rope, uh, where um, two men kills someone and puts the puts the body uh, in a uh, chest in the living room, and and, uh, and has the rope in plain sight. And the murder weapon is in plain sight, and the body's in the room. And they thought it'd be cool to give away get away with the murder and have and host a dinner party. Yeah. And nobody be un, none aware that they didn't kill someone is right there underneath their feet. You know. Uh, and uh, and the whole thing is supposed to be a one continuous shot. But back then, they didn't have the uh, technology to make, like, one continuous shot. Yeah. So they had to have cuts. But he had the cuts by having people walk into the frames or whatever. But, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock is probably one of my favorite uh, directors of all time. Um, yeah, he did a lot uh, for, for, you know, film. And, you know, he was... For me, I would say he was the... I know he probably... I don't know if he was, but for, for me, he introduced many to horror mm-hmm. uh, obviously that you know Dracula was probably considered the first right yeah but it wasn't him yeah I know it wasn't him okay I was about to say no no that's a, that's a that's a Kentucky native that did Dracula but yeah, yeah. I, I know he didn't direct him I was like Ty, Ty but Browning in 1960 he introduced a, a new this, basically a slasher uh, he introduced it you know and yeah. uh, of course you know Michael gets the credit but, <laughs> for well, it well, Norman was, uh, you know, like with with uh, Psycho. Psycho was based off of Ed Gein, yeah. Uh, and so he heard about this murder murderer that murdered people and uh, and cut off cut up bodies and made lamps and such, and then also wore the skin. and uh, And he he mentioned briefly that oh yeah, well my mother, I did it for my mother, you know. And so that just intrigued 
him, whereas somebody else took that and was like, oh, so he likes wearing skin. Let's make Leatherface, you know? Yeah. So Or somebody else said, oh, he likes eating people. Let's make Hannibal Lecter. So that all came from the same guy of Ed Gein. Um, but yeah, that just tells you how twisted that man is. He spawned three iconic killers in movies. Yes, he did. Uh, another one is uh, James Cameron. Uh, Pass. I'll talk about James. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, the Terminator was, that captivated me. Mm -hmm. And uh, to like uh, science fiction, mention science fiction and action. And and also horror in that first film because the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the Terminator in the first movie, I was terrified. Okay, Uh, I won't pass so much on James. (laughs) I pulled up some of his stuff. There's some things that he had that I didn't. Um, I I'm not gonna give Avatar play because I've seen it way too many times and I'm burnt out by that movie. Uh, Alien is is iconic, and I own them all, but it's not something well, that you know. He only did Aliens. Oh, that's all. Well, Terminator, yes. Alita Battle Angel was pretty good. I enjoyed Alita Battle. I like that too. Uh. True Lies I really enjoyed. Yeah, I like True Lies. But then it gets my girl, Jamie Lee Curtis. So she, you can't do no wrong with Jamie Lee. I like The Abyss. Um, did you? Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not. <laughs> Rambo. See, that's why you like him. Because he gave you your dudes. He gave you Schwarzenegger. He gave you Stallone. What he didn't direct that, though. What did he do? I guess he produced. Oh, okay. I didn't even know he was associated with Rambo or Point Break. Does it make, does it change your? Um, no, I love James. I mean, I, Point Break. Come on. You don't like Point Break? It's no. One of my favorite action movies of all time. Really? Yeah. Uh, Keanu Patrick. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, <laughs> but Titanic. Okay, that's it, what he's known for. Those big draping blockbusters. Yeah. Like, like Titanic. Um. But yeah, I mean. I'm sensing you don't like Titanic. I've seen it too many times, man. Like, I worked with, with Titanic in 97. I didn't work in theaters then. I just know that. I just, I just I'm over it. I'm over Titanic. Uh, uh, uh. It's so just like the people that was in it. You don't like Leo? No, I mean, Leo's okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, listen. Leo being in a movie doesn't drive me to go to the theater to see it, honestly. I'm not a huge Leo DiCaprio fan. I mean, if I watch it, like that uh, that Hollywood movie, I watch it. I'm watching mainly to see that Bruce Lee guy because I think he looks cool. I'm not saying in there to see Brad. I'm not in there to see Leo. Oh man, I'm probably won't even go in theaters to see that movie because I I don't want to see Sharon Tate murdered on screen. I don't want to see all that. That's sad. She they cut her baby out, man. It's terrible. I mean, it's sad. It's not spoilers. It's real life. It happened. Uh, yeah, it happened, and it is sad. I'm not saying I'm going to see that for that, but I'm I'm very interested in that movie for, uh, okay. for everything that's going on. I mean, yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to see, but see you how know, it all connects. I mean, we're speaking of film directors. I'm not a huge. Oh, we know. I'm, you know, you know, I'm not a huge uh, Tarantino fan. I mean, I'm he would make big on Tarantino. He would make one of my. He's not on my list uh, for filmmakers that inspired me but you know but I like him enough to mm-hmm. go see his films 
well, I mean, there's only two films that I can honestly say I despise, and that was The Kill Bills. I don't like them. Well, filmmakers that inspired me, uh, I, I got to name two of them. Um, Go ahead. Uh, first, it'd be John Singleton, because of Boys in Hood. Uh, was was a was an epic movie that shows what it's like being uh, black in the hood, and uh, not but not making a stereotypical movie. He didn't make it stereotypical, you know. Like whereas Minister Society, I know people love that movie. That's a stereotype of what it's like. It's, 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 it I it felt, used to like that movie. It, felt, it feels like a ripoff of Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I rewatched it a couple years ago, and I was like, this isn't as good as I remember it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you have... Um, so, so uh, John Singleton, uh, with that, he also had Higher Learning, which was a great movie, uh, which he also had Baby Boy, which not so much. Uh, Poetic Justice, which is okay. It gave me Tupac in the movie. With Janet Jackson and show be Tupac's range, um, so yeah, I like John Singleton uh, for that. Plus other things that John's done later on in life. But another one, Spike Lee, uh, named Spike because Spike. Um, what got me with Spike was do the right thing. Uh, was uh, I don't even like Spike as an actor. If he could just stop acting in his movies, that'd be great. Um, but <laughs> and I think for the, for the most part he has. Uh, but I like Spike Lee's films. Um, Malcolm X was probably the best biopic Malcolm X that we'll ever get. There's no need to ever do another one. I haven't seen it. Denzel does a great job as Malcolm. Um, uh, he's Denzel. Yes, freaking Denzel. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, those are the ones that I like. But um, And then uh, Spike Lee's uh, Black Klansman was okay. Uh, I liked it up until the end. You know, but that's just me. I haven't seen it. Yeah, but... I don't see a lot of Spike Lee films. Not that I don't like him or nothing. I just don't get a chance to see a lot. Uh, Mr. I don't get to see Spike Lee? The last one I saw was probably the one he did with Denzel and Clive Owen. Mm -hmm. I went to theaters and seen that. The bank, the heist movie. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Jodie Foster direct... No, Jodie Foster was in it. She didn't direct. Spike Lee directed. There's a heist movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was last Freaking, time. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that movie. I can't think of anything like this. But. but Spike fell off to me. Like, so, but, you know, like, Black Klansman was, like I said, it wasn't bad. Um, what I like, John, uh, Denzel's son did a great job as in the main title character in the Black Klansman. Great job. The guy is an actor. He got some chops. He, can, he sounds just like his dad. It's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I'm all right. I'm done talking about that. Uh, I'll go with one more. Uh, John Hughes. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he. Yeah, absolutely. I he was the definition of the '80s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Breakfast Club. I think yep. he was in Pretty in Pink. Uh, uh, Sixteen Candles. Yeah. Uh, um, but the one I really think of. Weird Science. Weird, he did Weird Science. Yeah. I didn't know he did that one. It makes sense that he would. But the, the one, if it has Michael, Michael, uh, Anthony, Anthony, Michael, Mike, Anthony Michael Hall in it, he did it, or Molly Molly Ringwald, he probably did it. Uh, but the one that always stood out to me was The Breakfast Club. I, there was yeah. something about that movie that just captivated me, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it, 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 I think it captivated a lot of people because uh, I've, I've seen movies that try to copy it, or even TV shows try to copy. Like that, Dawson's Creek. 
Yes. But the, what really Dawson's Creek copied was the last picture show. That movie. I don't know. It had never, a young Jeff Bridges in it. Never seen it. Uh, I recently watched I thought it was really good, but there's a lot of story arcs in Dawson's Creek in that movie. Um, but uh, uh, actor, uh, director that I really enjoyed, other than John Hughes. John Hughes. Also, uh, John Hughes. I want to say, I think it's Chris Columbus that did Home Alone. Yes, he did. Uh, but but you can feel that very John Hughes like. Mm-hmm. I think John Hughes probably had a hand in it, maybe in the producing aspect of it. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, um, another guy we I mentioned him before, Joe Dante. Uh, Joe Dante. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the 80s is The Burbs, uh, which is a Joe Dante flick. It's a great film. Inner Space, which is another really great movie. Randy, Dennis Quaid. Yep. Not Randy, the, not the brother, Dennis. Um, and then Meg, Meg, Meg Ryan's in Meg it. Ryan. Um, and then uh, the lovable at that time, Holly Short. Not Polly Short. What's the other? Mark Short. Martin, Martin Short. Short. Yeah, not Polly. That'd be weird. Um, matinee, which I would like to go back and watch. I hadn't seen in years. I hated I it then. Never seen it. Um, I want to see it because it's got John Goodman. The Explorers is great with um, River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke. Hawk. We learned that last <laughs> week. <coughs> and um, you know, so just he had a few really, really good movie Oscar. Boom. He did Oscar. Yes, well, had a hand in it. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He had something with that. But uh, in Sleepwalkers, but uh, Joe Dante is good, and then I also mentioned Chris Columbus. Um, not to be confused with the Explorer. No shoot, not to be confused with the Explorer. Yeah, uh, I almost put Chris Columbus, but I mean Home Alone. I mean that that is pretty much it for him. Is it, well, I don't know if that's just it for him, but I think he did both Home Alones. Uh, I'm trying just, to pull it up. I but. just can't think of what else he did. Uh, let's see. Well, Chris Columbus, um, Home Alone. Oh, he had, he had some with Gremlins, Pixels, unfortunately, Goonies. Uh, Avengers of Babysitting, probably one of my favorite ones that he had some, some to do with. Uh, the Help was a, a great movie. Knighted Museum. You know, about Centennial Man, I really enjoyed that with uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, Nine Months, I thought that was a good little uh, romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, but he had some bad credits. But oh, uh, the Christmas, the Christmas Chronicles, which was a Netflix original movie with um, Kurt Russell, excellent. It was. I was good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna go on my list as uh, one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite. Christmas movies, Christmas themed movies. That that has made the list for me, uh, for sure. Uh, What else you got? All right, we can go to a a few films that inspired us. Uh, I'll start it off with, uh, I think, I mean, I got to, I got Jaws. Of course you're going to go to Jaws. (laughs) You've been itching this whole time to go to Jaws. (laughs) I mean, Jaws was one of the very first films I ever saw. Uh, It just captivated me to love the ocean to you know love sharks in general I'm planning to in two years <laughs> in two years why two years I'm planning to go uh, get in a cage in Florida and 
you know, there's cage diving with sharks. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Brandon, I cannot replace you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Jaws captivated me. Uh, you know, I loved Roy Scheider as Chief Brody in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Just perfect casting. Uh, and he's, he never really lived up to the, the hype of that character again, in my opinion. You know, <clears throat> same with Richard Dreyfuss. Got a typecast. Yeah, uh, Richard Dreyfuss as Hooper. I just never liked him like I did in Jaws. I liked him in What About Bob, but yeah. But uh, and uh, Robert Shaw. I uh, only seen one other movie he did. He did it with Walter Matthew Matthau. Yeah, get the name right. And uh, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three, the original. Uh, the remake. But. But, um, I like the remake with Denzel and my guy Travolta, but you know, uh, sad. Eye. <laughs> um, yeah, Jaws was one. Jaws was uh, what I liked about Jaws. We're gonna talk about your movie, Jaws. Is that it? Um, it he did a great job with with the issues that they had on set. Yeah, they couldn't show the they couldn't show Bruce mm-hmm. like they wanted to, um, but. Um, with that being said, um, he did a great job with creating atmosphere uh, to create the horror, if you will. Yes. You know, without you seeing it. Like, you didn't have to see Bruce. For those that don't know, uh, the name of, the, of, of Jaws on the set was Bruce. Bruce. Uh, so, uh, and, and hence, have you seen Finding Nemo? The shark's name is Bruce, and there is homage to... Bruce Jaws. Alright, but um but yeah, you didn't have to see Bruce. Uh but when you did see him when he was throwing the tread out, yeah. man, it was horrifying. It was scary. <laughs> it was you know, and, and his reaction was great, brilliant. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Absolutely. I know it's not verbatim what he says, Brandon. I know I can see the judgment in your eyes. I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. You're gonna need a bigger boat. You're gonna oh <laughs> oh. Or maybe you gonna need a bigger boat. All right. But I think he said you're gonna need a bigger boat. Well, but anyway, they needed a bigger boat because Bruce pretty much ate that boat. Yeah. <laughs> he sunk that boat. Yeah. So Chief was right. <laughs> and also another thing I liked about the movie is the um is the scene where they're showing each other the wounds and stuff was all, uh, wasn't that just ad-lib? Wasn't that just them just doing it off the cuff? I think so. And then the show me the way to go home was just kind of, yeah, just in the moment. He was drunk that day. Robert Shaw was drunk that day during that scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh. I love when, uh, Hooper's like, I got that beat. I got that beat. He lifts his leg. Let's mm-hmm. bring through our legs. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, uh, Aaron's gonna be like, I'm gonna hate the day we review this movie. <laughs> I am, but uh, yeah. So, but, and then, uh, what, what's one? What's one for you? What's what's a film that made you just love film? Uh, first film that made you love film. First film that, that was made my me first. love film. Um, I would say, I would. Oh, I would probably say, uh, Back to the Future. Um, it was also my list. Yeah, Back to the Future made me love film. Um, and when I say Back to the Future, I'm including one and two, like lumping that together. Because both of those uh, just, it made me uh, enjoy, for one, the first one I enjoyed the idea 
it, it made me fall in love with the idea of time travel. Yeah. Like that that's the movie for me that made me like be a fan of the time travel subgenre of films. Like I love time travel in movies. Yeah. And that's my that's one of my favorite genres. Uh, I would say genre, not subgenre, but uh, even though I just said subgenre, but I don't know which one you would categorize it as. But I absolutely love that. I love the idea of uh, playing with time and going back and going forward and things like that. Um, and just that movie, man, is so quotable for me. I would watch that movie, and I know lines and I quote lines. Uh, and and I know little goofs that happen because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. I know to look for them. Uh, but yeah, that movie was uh, instrumental for me. Uh, and if I had to name one more, uh, that... well, real quick, I just want to add to Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, that film for me, uh, if you if you were like a little boy, between as I six to ten, watching mm-hmm. that, it just opened up your imagination. Uh, of what you know, like I said, time travel, what it could be like, and just I I thought what they did in that movie was just, I mean, it was fantastic. It's such an imaginative film. But go ahead. Yeah, uh, you know, well, no. two movies. I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, one is Avengers and Babysitting. Uh, that movie, what that movie did for me was uh, it, it it introduced me to the fish out of water con- water concept. Although there's been movies that's already been like that prior yeah. to that. But that one was uh, like a bunch of kids in the inner city of I want to say they were in either Chicago or uh, Indianapolis. Uh, they were uh, in one of those cities. Uh, and just, man, just, I absolutely loved the uh, the film, man. Just, it was it was fun. Um, and uh, other than that, Goonies, as a child, watching Goonies yeah. um, was a movie that, for one, I didn't realize that when I seen Goonies, they were much they were actually much older than me at that time, you know, like what well, Goonies came out in 82, 83, um, 84, maybe. I uh, want to say it was 85, but I'm, yeah, you, you're probably right. Uh, 84 was Friday four. And I think year after that was Friday five and he was shooting Goonies. That's the reason he couldn't do part five. Spielberg wouldn't allow him. <laughs> oh, Spielberg. Spielberg 85, 85. So he had, he had a pit between Goonies and Friday 13 Part 5, and he picked Goonies, which... Good choice. It was. I mean, yeah. I would love to see what they were going to do with Tommy. Yeah. But they were going to make him the killer with Corey Feldman. But Goonies, man, it, it was like... It was one of those movies that, like, it was magical. It was magical. It was a magical it, movie. It, uh, it, another movie that I quote, like, I yeah. know lines from. Chunk is probably one of my favorite characters. Like, like, uh, like the whole thing of, uh, like him telling him everything that he's ever done wrong, you know, uh, and, uh, and one of my favorite lines in the movie is when, uh, uh, Mikey, right, Mikey asks for, uh, water to drink, and then, like, she gives him a substance in a cup that is really dark and grimy, and, uh, he's like... (laughs) Is, is this water? And she says, it's wet in it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. But yeah, that movie absolutely captured, made me fall in love with, uh, as E.T. made you fall in love with uh, 
sci-fi and aliens and things yeah, that like is, that. That's a good point. Um, it made me fall in love with aliens. This made me fall in love with adventure, uh, yes. like, like you know, like soaring adventure things. Whereas as a kid, oh, I got another movie. But go ahead. But, I, I will tell you. I won't forget it. Go ahead. But Goonies, I think for me, and I, I would say it's for you too. Uh, if you had to pick one that defines your childhood. At least for me, it's Goonies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's magical. It's adventure. It's it's about friendship. You know, it's it's about treasure. You know, about yeah. stopping some some uh, c- criminals. The, uh, I mean, the, uh, Fratelli, the Fratellis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's about being Goonies and never say Goonies die. Goonies never say die. Uh, it, it it had everything you would want in a a family adventure you film. Got it. Um, you want to uh, go with your next one? Well, the movie that uh, made me fall in love with fantasy, for sure, No Lie, is never in the story. 1984, it was a fantasy film. Uh, Atreo and Be- Sebastian. I got one uh, for you. Uh, and Sebastian is the guy that was uh, being bullied at school, uh, was a loner, and, uh, and, and he hid from the bullies, essentially upstairs in like an attic or something in the school and found this old book. I don't know where he found it in the bookstore. I can't recall. But he found this old book, The Neverending Story, and with his big seal of a snake eating his tail and things like that. Uh, but yeah, he was reading the book and it goes into a uh, venture story with Atreyu and uh, and he had a horse oh my goodness in uh, the, the dragon Falcor. I remember as a kid after watching this movie this came out in 84. Um, I remember watching this movie, going outside, looking in the sky, see if I could see Falcor. Because <laughs> I wanted Falcor to come get me and fly me around. Uh, and this is a child. Remember, I'm a yeah. child thinking this. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, why can't Falcor come to me? Yeah. So that, that movie. I get it. I yeah. get it. For me, fantasy and people that know me won't be shocked by this by any means. <laughs> it's Willow. Uh, it mm-hmm. made me. Uh, fall in love with—I I won't say fall in love with fantasy because I'm not a big fan of fantasy. But Willow is uh, any fantasy film I watch, I, I, I gotta compare it to Willow and yeah. how it made me feel as a kid, and still does as an adult. It, I think it's pure magical what they did with that film. Uh, George Lucas, uh, uh, Ron Howard. Uh, Ron Howard directed. I think George produced it. Val uh, Kilmer starred in. Val, uh, Val Kilmer uh, of all people. Uh, um, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis before Leprechaun. Uh, uh, so many other. Uh, uh, um, what's the name? Man, he's another famous uh, small actor. He's passed away. Uh, Bob, Billy, Billy Bob, Billy, Billy Banks, Billy Banks, Billy Banks. He's. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pull him up for you, Brandon, so you know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, Billy Banks is a famous uh, little actor. Um, I, I, I might be about. wrong on his last name. Is Billy? Was he B- kind of the heavy set guy, uh, uh, or was he kind of one of the brownies? No, he's uh, Billy. Was it Barkley? Billy Bark. Um, little actor. Actor. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's. I'm. I'm probably wrong on the name. Google's gonna help me. Hopefully, Google helps me. 
No, Google did not help me. Um, I got it. All right, I'm about to get it. So, uh, but talk a little bit more about that Willow. Willow. Uh, so it's about this little person called Willow. Mm -hmm. He kind of he finds his baby. Uh, Aaron's really thinking about this. <laughs> so he finds his baby. And he's he's trying to protect his baby. Uh, through a uh, uh, witches is it? Uh, Sorcerers. Yeah. Sorcerers. Yeah. Uh, I cannot think of Al Kimmer's name in this movie. Man, too bad I'm looking up something else, or I'll tell you. <laughs> Billy Barding. Billy Barding. This guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in Willow. Yeah, he is in Willow. Like, every little person that was alive then was in Willow. Uh, Billy Barty, Barty uh, was a world-famous little actor. Uh, and... Uh, Oh, he's a cute kid. But, uh, yeah, that's him from Willow right there. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. What, man. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I, all right. I mean, yeah, he was, he was important. He was character. like Willow's, was he his father or was he like a... Mentor. Like, mentor. He's like the wizard. He's yeah. like Gandalf. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, I compare every fantasy-like film to Willow, and I, I can't help it but to do that. And I know a lot of people were like, well, Willow was good for its time but there's been a lot of better films but for me there hasn't it, 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 I remember better quality films sure but what, how it made me feel no you might you might don't get mad at me Brandon alright I'm I not going to say nothing bad about Willow but this you is what I'm going to say this is what I'm going to say though <laughs> as a child I was a child when Willow came out Willow was what 90 uh, 1980 88 or 89 I think yeah, Willow alright so Willow's 88 alright so in 88, uh, I used to confuse Willow with uh, with another little fantasy movie called Legend. Well, Even the Legend happened in 85. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I used to confuse those two because as a child watching that, I thought that they were one in the same movie. Because, you know, <laughs> now as an adult, I know that they are different. And I've uh, seen them both separately. But, I haven't uh, seen all... All the way through. Legend, Legend. is horrible. Uh, but uh, Beth likes that movie. I'm sorry, Beth. But, but Le <laughs> Legend, uh, the makeup is great. Tim Carey is great as the devil, dude. Uh, don't like Tom Cruise, man. Even then, I didn't like Tom Cruise. It yeah, is what I, it is, man. I just don't do Tom Cruise. I didn't Cruise. like Tom Cruise back then. Uh, Willow's Mission by far the better, the better movie. Willow's the better movie. Uh, Mission Possible is what got me to watch him more mm. uh i do like days of thunder uh i like mr possible love jerry Maguire. of course if you've listened to this podcast you know this because i've mentioned it several times <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah i was never a big tom cruise fan back in the 80s and early 90s mm -hmm. uh, so I, he didn't do anything for me <laughs> um, but now not, i'm a big tom cruise fan i uh, know you are <laughs> shut up about him uh, no, it's funny. Uh, another guy, another not guy, another movie that really like for me uh, made me fall in love with animation. I don't even like a big a lot of animation movies. Was American Tale, uh, Fievel, and then also American yeah. Tale Fievel Goes West. Uh, I had a Fievel backpack uh, as a kid, uh, and I remember the song somewhere out there, uh, the title song from Fievel, from American Tale. It just now. Going back today and watching, I imagine I would probably think it's dumb because uh, it probably won't hold well, up. But uh, I think you probably still enjoy it. That's that's an enjoyable film. Yeah, as a I, kid or adult, yeah, I think I love Fievel, uh American Tale. Uh, American Tale Fievel goes west. 
which was a sequel I enjoyed more than the first one. I like the idea or concept of small things like mice and things like that and seeing the world. Like in this case, it was a Western. And I like seeing that. That's what I liked about There's a little show that, was, that came on TV for just a brief period of time called Capital Critters that took place in the White House. But yeah. it was with roaches and rats and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and they have their own little sub community. And, you know, they had like shops and things like that at White House. And one of them's like their president and things like that. It was really cool. And it didn't last more than like two or three episodes. But I like the concept of that. Yeah. I would say animation for me, what drew me into animation films, it, it really is three particular I bet you films. I name one of them. You probably know them all, but... Uh, is one of them uh, Land Before Time? Well, okay, four. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to mention Land Before Time, but Land Before Time was the very first that drew me into it had animation. To be. It had to be for uh, all of us. But, but growing up a little bit, it, it was Lion King. Uh, yeah, that uh, just changed the game. Aladdin and... Little uh, Mermaid. No. <gasps> no, I, I was never a big fan of that. Uh, Man, for whatever reason, it just stuff. didn't. And you would think it would draw me in with the ocean and stuff. You know, a little fish. Is there sharks? There's no sharks? Is that why? No, I mean, I, I love all sea creatures. All big fan. Them? Yeah. Big fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the water. My uncle used to take me fishing every summer. But the other film in... You may, I mean, yeah, you're gonna agree because it's it's animation, it's Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, that, that changed the game. Really, that changed the game. That really, yeah, it did change. The game. Like, like if if um, if Lion King, I think I, I look at Lion King and and uh, I look at Lion King, Aladdin, and um, Little Mermaid as game changers for Disney's animation back in its time. Yeah. I think those were the ones that kind of set the standard for like blockbuster animated movies. But I think Toy Story uh, took it to a different level mm-hmm. with making uh, the CG uh, animated movies, uh, like computer animated movies, that uh, was like groundbreaking. Even now, but going back and looking at it now, and like I've seen that comparison to, to what Toy Story was and what it looks like now. Man, you got to take, you know, take your hat off to. Those guys, they yeah. they have made like the cat. Look at Sid's dog in the first Toy Story, compared to the cat that you see in Toy Story Four, in the antique shop, and you're blown away by. Yeah, you are. You are. You're like, right. I thought it was a real cat. You know what? <laughs> I, I thought just about everything was real in that Toy Story Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the toys, I thought they were real toys on screen. I mean, you know, I. They've come a long way since that first film, and, and they, they even captured dust. Yeah, in in the antique shop, like little dust bunnies and stuff like that. They captured that like well. Another one for me. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two more. Okay. Uh, well, three. I'm gonna do three. I'm just gonna say them real quick. Uh, uh, Rocky. Uh, of course. But that, that that was because of the heart of Rocky. Uh, never give up. Mm-hmm. You know, type of film. You're an underdog, and this one, another one, is connected to Rocky. It's the Karate Kid. Uh, yeah. But the 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 big one here is what made me fall in love with horror. Horror <laughs> is a uh, horse, but horror. <laughs> well, I could be horse too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two mm-hmm. was my introduction to that genre, to Jason. You know, to the slasher genre. 
that film, even though a lot of people may not consider it great or mm-hmm. good, uh, it's always going to be one of my favorites because it introduced me to the genre. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Sack K. Jason as well, but... You know, it wasn't. It didn't have a great story or anything, which a lot of them didn't. You know, it was just you come to Camp Crystal Lake or near Camp Crystal Lake, you're going to die. If you have sex, you're going to die. You do drugs, you're going to die. You do anything, you're going to die. It's very simple, basic, but I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it wouldn't be Rocky, although I don't hate Rocky. Um, But Rocky was one of the movies where, you know, I watched it, but it wasn't. It wasn't a movie that, like, for for you, I guess Rocky was the first. Was it was it was it the first sports movie or or, or underdog movie that kind of first underdog movie, I would say. Um, Even though I did watch Bad News Bears quite often. I'm trying to think of but, what was the first for me underdog movie that I wouldn't even say Karate Kid. I liked I liked Karate Kid, um, but I don't. I wouldn't say that that's the movie that kind of took me and like oh man you know a guy that came up and did something i was i don't know a different uh spectrum man i think that um for me it was like movies like i absolutely loved like police academy uh and like the first one i actually i'm not gonna lie i like the series um i don't like moscow um, you know, I really hate when Steve Gutenberg left. Um, I think that's when I left. Yeah, when, when, left. when Steve left, you left. <laughs> but I have them on Blu-ray right now. But, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't like to go back and watch them. You know, yeah. I, I, it's been years since yeah. I've seen them. I Even absolutely. the first one, yeah. it's oh, been years. Man, it just I enjoyed those. Uh, uh, as far as like a movie that I'm trying to think of a good movie that made me like oh this underdog Rocky's the most. The, one of the one of the best underdog movies of all time, and the fact that he doesn't win in the first one, and he loses, but he still loses with his head high because he did it. Yeah, he lasted with he the champ. The he went the distance with the champ, uh, and that didn't cheapen it. And I like that. Um, but growing up, for me, the movie that I saw that was an underdog movie that uh, that sticks out to me um, probably. I don't know. Probably best of the best. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, I've, I see. I saw that a lot too. But yeah, that would probably be because uh, dude came from like like an injury, like injury injuries. Uh, and Eric Roberts. Yeah, and uh, and that was that was hard to watch as a kid. But I, I remember watching it as a kid and just and got, got you talk about wrestling fans marking out, getting getting excited. I got excited watching yeah. best of the best. Cheering yeah. him on. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, I, I can't tell you. Uh, uh, Tommy. No, I, I was the Asian. No, it was the Asian. That's Philip, Philip Lee, I think. Yeah. Or uh, But, yeah, I would say, oh, well, the bit, okay, I just pulled up underdog movies. The one that really stood out to me, and honestly, no lie, is Revenge of the Nerds. If I got a name of an underdog movie, because they were nerds, uh, I love everything about that movie. Um, the characters, uh, the Lambda, Lambda, Lambdas, and the Omega Moves. Uh, uh, you know, um, I like that the they they had to deal with the jocks. Uh, they got displaced. They had to find their own. They was in the gym. From the gym, they found the the house that was a yeah. dilapidated house. They rebuilt it. That scene of that montage of them fixing up the house is great. Uh, their first party, them trying to get into like uh, a 
get sponsored by a national fraternity, which is the Tri-Lambs, but um, they didn't send a picture. And that's how they had a meeting with them. And they couldn't find out that the Tri-Lambs is an all-black fraternity. And they become the first fraternity, uh, you know, that's part of it that isn't a part of all-black. Just, I love that movie, man. Even though he technically rapes the woman at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, you should not do that. Oh, and no one ever tells, do not See, Aaron, pretend you, to be I someone else. I think you had the people until you said he rapes the woman at the end. Does he not? He goes into the 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 moon thing with the with uh, the Lewis goes in there with the mask on the Vader mask and uh, and gives the girl Felatio uh, and his family and, but yet and she, but then she's like oh yeah I like you now like there's nowhere in history where that would ever happen. Unless, like, her dude was, like, really that bad. Yeah. Brad. Uh, is his name Brad? I feel like his name would be Brad. I feel like a Brad's a good bad guy name. Yeah, so. Let's call him Brad. But, uh, but uh, Marcy Darcy's husband. Unless it's it's with Critters, then Brad's a good name. Yeah, Brad's a good name with Critters. <laughs> I like Critters. But, uh, but uh, right, for horror, though, uh, uh, the horror that uh, stuck out to me the most uh, is two of them. I, I, I base it on what scared me. Um, well, actually, three things. One, stupid. <laughs> I love it, but it's stupid that it scared me. Gremlins scared me. As a kid, I uh, thought the idea of... Like, I the, never it, thought that was scary. I, it was when they became big gremlins. Yeah. And they and it was just that one scene where uh, she's going to the Christmas tree really slow. Or she's going in the living room, and you can hear music playing. And it's like... And you see the eyes glowing in the... Uh, in the tree, that was so freaky to me. Uh, that scared me. Uh, but then again, uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller scared me as a kid. Um, but uh, then uh, oh, man. Nightmare on M Street, first one, it was a scene. It was a couple scenes. One when uh, um, Lisa, is that her name? Alice? I have no idea. What's the chick's name? I want to say it was Alice. Uh, the chick goes outside. And then Freddie's like, she's like, oh my God. He's like, no, this is God. You know? Yeah. And then like, but it was the scene where uh, uh, Nancy. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's the scene where Heather, Le Heather Leggenkamp. He uh, Heather. Whatever. Lori. Nancy. 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 <laughs> Not Lori. <laughs> Nancy. She uh, she goes in bed and she starts praying. Now let me down to sleep and pray to the Lord. So again. And then he jumps out the mirror. It's, it's, it's a dream. It's not real. It's not a dream. It's a real. And then he jumps out the mirror. That scared me. And, and I'm thinking, I don't want to be nowhere near a mirror. He will jump out and get me. Yeah. And then the last one, and I'm sorry, and I'll let you say whatever, is uh, Evil Dead. And it was just a scene. <laughs> and Evil Dead, when the when the aunt was in the, the cellar and like doing like this, and or calling to him, and they and they see you see her face. It's kind of gr grotesque. Yeah. I, for me as a kid, I was like, it is so freaky. No. I have two. Uh, one is you're going to just be like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> I might. It, actually, both of them you might, but I was a kid when I first, I was I was a little kid. This one, uh, Friday 13th, part seven, the sleeping bag. Oh. Uh, him, I wasn't expecting him to take that sleeping bag and just 
slay her the, <laughs> through a tree. I mean, I was like, good God. Yeah. I, I was actually, I was terrified of Jason mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, but And the other one is the Blair Witch Project. Okay. I find that stupid now that I would be afraid. Five minutes. Oh, we got five minutes. Oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, real quick, Aaron, uh, writers that inspired you. All right. Name your top three. Carpenter. Uh, Carpenter. Uh, Singleton. Um, and Hugh. Uh, John Hughes. Uh, I I, I want to go. Uh, uh, number three, Wes Craven. Uh, number two, uh, Carpenter, and number one, Spielberg. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I was gonna say say something, but we we don't have a lot of time. I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, it was something dumb. I was like, why did that scare me? But we'll give a quick shout out to the guys that uh, made me want to write stories. Yeah. Like outside of Hollywood, was. Easily Stephen King and uh, R.L. Stein for me. For me, it's Stephen King. I never was in. I never read R.L. Stein. Um, he was my introduction to a yeah. hard King uh, kind of thing. King though is um, for me, you know. And I fell in love with King's film adaptations or movie or miniseries adaptations. It just the, his whole aura freaked me out. Yeah, but yeah. It's a good little introductory episode, too. I hope it lasts. I really do. Yeah, I think so. I, we're just, you know, shooting the We're just, breeze. we're gelling with it, you yeah, know. It, yeah. it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, this was the very first episode to our uh, discussions of, like, it's you know, uh, cinema culture. So yeah, We could do maybe something all 80s or 90s or behind yeah. the scenes of certain films. Oh, yeah. Any, yeah. Anything that can connect to, to this. I yeah. mean. We'll, uh, we'll do it. Well, all right. This is Aaron Whitlow. This is Brandon Spivey. And thank you for marking out with us.